when we were at school at Notre Dame, my wife and our two kids at the time, we took a little road trip to Kirtland. And um, something that was really cool about that trip is the Community of Christ man that was giving the tour found out that I was going to school to become an architect and that I wanted to design temples. And he actually invited me back that evening for a personal tour of the building and took me down into the basement, took me up to the bell tower and, and kind of let me see some of the inner structural um, just workings of the temple. And it was it was a really cool experience. And so I just from that experience alone, I, I do have quite a bit of love and respect for the Kirtland Temple. It's time for another episode of The Cultural Halt. You'll notice in uh, articles of news episodes that we do that sometimes I will say, you know what, we got to get that person here in The Cultural Hall and be able to ask them about that. And I would say, if I'm being generous to myself, I would say eight times out of ten, we never do anything about it. But those two times, that 20%, we actually do seek out the people uh, that we said, hey, yeah, that would be a fun episode. And one of those individuals is uh, Ben Felix. So if you listen, this isn't a recent Articles of News. We talked about how Ben, as I'm, and he'll give me the right words, drafted Ben, is that what it'd be? You you yeah. you architected, I don't know. I'm not that, that's not my world. Uh, uh, an idea of what the Kirtland Temple uh, could look like if we converted it into um, a functioning Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so here to talk about that and to answer other questions that I butcher about architecture. Ben, thanks for being here. Of course. So uh, I have to know, uh, and I appreciate, in fact, actually, let me read this because I, I I, appreciated this um, because it really not only lets me know sort of who you are, but also um, where, where you're at as far as the church goes as well. Because in your post about the Kirtland Temple um, draft that you put on Instagram, and people can follow you at Benjamin Felix, uh, Benjamin F. Felix. What does the F stand for? Faulkner. It's my middle name. Okay. Okay. Uh, his post says, let me be clear. This is a hypothetical personal project, not real. I don't want to be responsible for the spread of any false rumors. Over Christmas break, I worked on a fun yet hypothetical concept for turning the Kirtland, Ohio temple into a usable temple per the current temple program. Obviously, in order for this to happen, the community of Christ would have to sell the temple back to the church, which is a big if but it was a fun challenge to think about how it could work. Some of the project parameters I gave myself were to provide a new compatible entry building similar to the other pioneer era temples, move most of the supplementary spaces underground, keep all of the ordnance spaces in the historic temple building, provide an elevator and stair risers that are up to code in the original building and alter as little of the existing building as possible, even though it's a little backwards to how it's typically done. I chose to preserve the original ground level chapel and use it as the celestial room due to the sacred events that occurred there and to create instruction rooms on the floor above. The baptistry level would have to be excavated deep under the existing basement and footings which the church has shown it's willing to do on previous historic temple projects. The final images were created with a hybrid technique of Revit and pencil rendering. I love it that you're just like, it's it's just temple fan fiction, guys. Don't think that this is a thing. Is that where it kind of came from or, or what compels a person to do something like this? Yeah, I, I think fan fiction is a, is a great term for it because... Um... I don't know. For me, I, I'm an architect. I'm a practicing architect. I um, I work on temples um, in in 
our practice. I work for FFKR Architects. Um, so so done... you actually you actually are an architect and work for the church and so help design some of these temples. So it's not too far of a jump for you to kind of venture into some of this. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't I don't uh, work directly for the church, but we do a lot of work for the church in my in my office. Um, I've, I've done some work on the Taylorsville Temple and the Salt Lake Temple renovation. Um, but I find that I don't always get to do the kind of work that I want to in my uh-huh. profession. And sometimes it's just fun to to choose a hypothetical project um, to work on in my free time. So I'm, I'm a bit of an architecture nerd that way, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone questioned that, Ben. The, just <laughs> given that you're like, and I gave myself these parameters and I want to do that. Uh, is, is it similar? You know, you hear these sort of, um, I don't know, the urban legend is sort of the thing uh, or urban myths, but is there any sort of constraints uh, with the the company that you work for or when your company takes on work for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that you have to you have to be a member or you're not allowed to drink coffee while you're working on the architecture <laughs> projects or anything like that? No, actually, um, you don't have to be a member. Um, the uh, the project manager for the project I'm working on right now is actually Catholic. And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, they they still ask that you um, seek revelation, even if you're not a member of the church with the design of temples, but you don't have to be a a member or a worthy temple recommend holding member. Is, is there a discussion that's sort of had around that then? Because I think for some people, they'd just be like, man, it's work. This great client who we know will continue because they've got 300 temples, you know, we know that yep. it's going to be a repeat client. Is there, is there sort of that reverence and, and, um, and thought to to say, yeah, okay, we will seek our revelation, or is it sort of an eye roll with some people, or or how how I guess do you personally engage in it? I I, I think that is kind of all over the board. I think that there are plenty of people that maybe don't take it seriously. I hope that everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do try to um, to seek revelation, and I, I don't know. I think that um, anybody that that works on temples that that wants to be a temple architect is is typically of the mindset that um it's a it's a uh a sacred job that they're doing i mean these are temple funds and i don't think that that very many people take it too lightly so for you is it uh like when you work on it i i don't understand as you can probably tell i don't understand architecture really at all i'm like ah oh, that's a building that's great and i have some uh uh some maybe time periods of architecture that i'm like oh i like that time period um but like, would we would we see a Ben Felix influence in the Taylorsville Temple, or is it a collaborative thing where people are like, "Why not a buttress?" Let's, <laughs> and that's the best I could think of. That's my best architecture term that I could think of. You know, is it collaborative that we kind of all come together, or how how does that even work? It's it's definitely collaborative. There there are a lot of hands that go into it, um, but at the same time, the Taylorsville Temple is a great example of something that that I can actually put my name on proudly. Um, I, I'm a little bit different from, from a, a typical architect. I studied uh, classical and traditional architecture at the University of Notre Dame. And so I, I love um, traditional architecture. I, I'm not a big fan of modernism. And, uh, and so the Taylorsville Temple, um, being a, a pioneer era type inspired Gothic building, uh, was a really fun project for me to work on. And it kind of allowed me to uh, do what I'm best at. 
Give me an idea what it's like being the Mormon kid at Notre Dame. That I mean, I know there's a lot of uh, members of the church who go out there, but they're still very much in a minority. What's that like? Yeah, um, I don't, it felt honestly pretty similar to my studies in my undergrad at, at BYU. Um, uh, I mean, it's I, I I was a grad student, and so maybe I didn't get a, a view of the party life and and some of the uh, uh, you know less mature crowd but um but for the most part um all of my classmates were were very respectful of of me and uh, when we would go on uh i mean we spent a semester in rome and 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 did all sorts of travel and so um there was a lot of times when we'd be out uh, in groups and and everybody would be drinking but they were they knew who i was and they, they knew I, I wouldn't drink or smoke cigars in cuba or whatever and mm-hmm. so it was um yeah, they were very respectful. And we lived in family housing in, in at Notre Dame. And the interesting thing is about, I've, I feel like half the people that lived in that family housing uh, development were members of the church. Really? Uh, doing their doctorates or, or master's degrees just because typically there's a high uh, percentage of, of LDS students that have families. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a question dawns on me as you're talking about, um, you know, being able to travel and the and the kind of architecture that you like. You know, they'll often say that like um, directors sort of ruin their enjoyment for movies because they are looking at the elements of what makes the movie and can't just turn it off and be able to sit and enjoy a movie. Are you like that when you drive down the road where you're just like, oh, come on? Yeah, yeah. My wife is; she gets so tired of me complaining about architecture. <laughs> but it's hard when you live in in a place like Rome, and then you come back and you drive down the uh, suburban streets of Utah and and McDonald's, and just it's just it's awful. <laughs> so I I have to imagine though that you have been. Um... Like, like it, 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 it's a not a Christmas come early, but like been quite the treat when, when these various temples that are inspired by their, you know, their surroundings and these things. And now that there are 300 that have been announced and only half plus a little bit that have even been, you know, designed and put into place. Like, I have to think that you're just like, is there another one today? What are they going to do? Is this inspired by like, it, it, is it, does it get you that sort of giddy? Is it that kind of fun? Yeah, I, I definitely look forward to seeing um, renderings because obviously I, I don't I'm not privy to every temple, mm-hmm. just the ones that our office works on, and so it's fun to see some of the other work that's been do- that that's been done. Um, and honestly, I I hardly like any buildings that <laughs> that, that happen nowadays. But um, when it comes to temples, I probably like at least five to ten percent of the ones that <laughs> that come out. So wow, they're okay. doing a lot of great work down in South America. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's been quite a few traditional uh, contemporary temples that, that I f- think are, have been really well done. Well, and this is why uh, this interview is taking place over Zoom instead of in person. I thought about having you come to my studio, but I didn't want you to judge my mid-century home, <laughs> um, which we have now, instead of taking the flat roof that it was originally designed, have put a peaked roof on because I just didn't need your judgment. I didn't need... <laughs> yeah, no judgment here. I I mean... Uh, we don't live in a very nice home, but I mean, it's Utah, so. <laughs> so you just wave it on. I have to ask you, so in, in particular with the Kirtland Project, do you have an attachment 
uh, any any sort of attachment to Kirtland or or what made you with that particular project? And I want to walk through. We're going to get real nerdy because I serve my mission in Kirtland. So oh, cool. I, I want to ask uh, some more particular things that I know not everyone will, first of all, understand because that building is unique. But second of all, appreciate just because I want to know about it and want to know where you came from on it. But do you have a connection to Kirtland? Yeah, I mean, loosely. Um, I've been a couple times. Uh, when we were at school at Notre Dame, um, my wife and our two kids at the time, we took a little road trip to Kirtland. And mm-hmm. um, and something that was really cool about that trip is um, the Community of Christ man that was giving the tour uh, found out that I was going to school to become an architect and that I wanted to design temples. And he actually invited me back that evening for a personal tour of the building and took me down into the basement, took me up to the bell tower, wow. um, and and kind of let me see some of the inner structural um, uh, just workings of the temple, and it was it was a really cool experience. And so I, it, just from that experience alone, I, I do have quite a bit of love and respect for the Kirtland Temple. Yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty unique, and I think for people that um, have never traveled there, I, th- I don't think that you get it. I think that you look at the pictures and you go, yeah, okay, that looks like a, okay, you know, yeah. that time period kind of church and okay, there's two floors and and whatever, but it it is I I can't think of another building within the church that's anything like that. Yeah. It's very unique. Uh so so as you got into thinking, okay, well, I'm going to put stuff on the main floor and, you know, move stuff to the up floor and we got to do some, a baptistry. Walk me through some of that. Okay, um so just kind of the, the thought process involved or or just yeah, the, yeah. The take, take me through the whole thing, because at the end of this, I'm going to ask you to figure out a way that you can print one of the things that you did and send it to me because I want it for wall art. But for right now, <laughs> we're just going to walk through uh, kind of your process. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned earlier some of the parameters that I gave myself um, and it, it took some thought to kind of um, to kind of plan out how everything could fit. The Kirtland Temple is really small compared to most contemporary temples. Um, Do you have an idea square footage wise, just so people could, if they go, oh, it's like the Monticello Temple. It's like the... I can can never remember exact figures for square footage, Mm -hmm. um, but I did look at square footage at first and found kind of... uh, So temples are... I'll, I'll kind of explain this best I can, but temples are classified in size by the number of endowment rooms there are and the number of seats in the endowment rooms mm-hmm. and so the the largest temple i think they build nowadays is a 480 so four endowment rooms with 80 seats each okay um this temple i i tried to fit a 240 program so two endowment rooms with 40 seats each and and the whole program of the temple um is based on that sizing so I, I'd kind of done some research um, right off the bat just to kind of figure out what um, kind of, so obviously I, I put a lot of the spaces underground, kind mm-hmm. of like um, what's what's being done in the Salt Lake Temple project. Um, but I wanted to try and fit all the ordinance spaces in the original building and and the celestial room I wanted to just keep as the the main floor chapel. Um, and just preserve that chapel because it's it's really beautiful craftsmanship in there. And it's it, like I said, there's a lot of sacred things that have happened in that chapel. And so I feel like it kind of lends itself to be a celestial room. So I really right. had two floors to work with. 
Yeah, what I really appreciate about what you did is, is, and and I know some people are like, this really is just like nerdy church temple <laughs> fan fiction, and that's why I love it. Um, but but really being able to pay respect to it, so where where you could have just been like, that's ah, a building, and I got the parameters of the building, but you're like, no, God and Jesus came to this part of this building, and that craftsmanship is here, and this is so great. So being able to pay respect and have that that church history of it, like. It, it's sort of a, a brilliant adventure in architecture and religion that I, I guess that's why to me it's so exciting. So I just wanted to give you that props to go. I appreciate that not only, you know, this was an architectural feat, but also that you're like, yeah, let, let's save some of these other things, these other components that make it harder in what you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Um, I, I definitely... Um, I'm very passionate about temple architecture for, for those reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And so for the, for the second floor chapel, I just figured that I, I'd be able to fit both, um, endowment rooms on that floor, um, with, with kind of a veil corridor off to the side, um, where the windows are. And, um, it really, you don't need to change too much about the architecture other than adding some walls. And you can use those beautiful windows on on either side of the chapel because there's a there's kind of an interior window that goes to the uh, the stair well um, on the front of the building, and so you can have a beautiful window on either side in either endowment room. Um, and then I, I tried to fit kind of the rest of the program, the ceiling rooms and the initiatory on the uh, the upper the third floor, which is where the offices of of uh, Joseph Smith and some of the apostles were, I think. Yeah, and some of the, the school of the prophets at one point as well. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask you: did did you take advantage of, um, you know, how on the third floor you can go kind of in the walls and be able to skip past rooms? Is that any part of the temple experience? <laughs> yeah. So what I what I planned on doing um, was just to put a, a big corridor right down the middle, and so you kind of have rooms off to the side, but then kept the large ceiling room where Joseph Smith's office was at the end of the. Uh, at the end, the end of the hall where Joseph, where uh, you have a lot of space because you need to be able to fit a lot of seats in there. So, imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, 
Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer, and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. I have to ask you too, uh, I, and, and you do great, a great job about being like, listen, I am an architect who works on temples, but this is hypothetical. This is not <laughs> a real thing. Is there a part of you that kind of wishes that you could be like, all right, elder, I'd like to slide this over to you. I've got an approximate cost of what this could be, including acquisition of the building. Uh, I just want you to consider. You don't have to tell me yes. You don't have to tell me no. Is there part of you that would kind of like to to see something like this, or is it just fun to dream and give yourself that challenge? Well, obviously, I'd love to see any of these projects come to fruition. So I, this is not the first fan fiction temple project I've done. I've posted mm-hmm. a couple others, um, and I I just I love the architecture, and I I do wish that I was in a you know position of, of power that I could make decisions, but I realize that I'm not, and mm-hmm. that's fine with me. But no, this this kind of stuff it's it's good for a lot of reasons for me. Um, one, I just find it enjoyable. But two, it kind of hones my skills as an architect. I mean, architects aren't always able to um, practice the design skills that that they've learned, and uh, so this is this is really good practice for me. And hopefully, it'll help me as a professional moving forward in other temple projects. So, has this one, has this project in particular, gathered more attention than others, or uh, has there been others in the past that? have seemingly been more attention grabbing and people have been drawn to you? Uh, yeah, honestly, this one, um, I don't think had as many uh, Instagram likes as uh-huh. the other ones. So I guess not, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't, I didn't get invited to any podcasts for the other projects. So yeah. So take that something. other projects. <laughs> you know, we, we actually have, uh, there are several people within the cultural hall who uh, just are fascinated by temples, temple architecture. And, you know, we've spoken uh, ad nauseum about, like the absence of Moroni on the new temples and how, you know, we're not going to see him be placed on any of the other temples, but also have talked about the sort of modular building of temples. Um, do you, first of all, know what I'm in reference to? And second of all, how, what are your feelings about that as we build temples into the future? I, I assume you're talking about the, um, the, 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 the floor plans that keep getting used for, for different temples, the, well, there are, there are floor plans that are used, but as I understand it, it's even that step further, almost that we're able to build like a, a you know, a standardized sort of shell and then we kind, kind of, of put like it the in the footprint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that there are definitely some temples that are moving that direction. Um, I I think that I there's, there's always going to be, hopefully there's always going to be some level of customization to temples. But yeah, I, I do think that you're losing out on a lot of... Um, a lot of kind of architectural value by by doing that and i don't know i i would be more happy about the steak center cookie cutter buildings if the original was something that i liked (laughs) (laughs) i mean if they just copied a a good example of of a steak center but um so yeah you you just hope that as long as they're going to be doing a little bit more i mean i i recognize why they do this they want to try and save money and they sure. want to try to build these pretty quickly, 
but I just, I hope that we as architects can get it right if we're going to be copying these things over and over again, rather than copying a, a bad version of architecture over and over again. But I have to imagine that there is a different experience that occurs, or at least I reflect a different experience that occurs when I worship in a building that is unique and different, right? Yeah. You talk about being able to see what, I mean, what you saw in being able to see the basement and between the walls and the bell tower and the Kirtland Temple is the sacrifice, is yes. the ingenuity of these people of this particular era, of this particular time, that you're not getting when it's modular wall, put the power here and attach it this way. And, and maybe we're beyond all that, but, but it is a completely different uh, religious experience when you are able to see that unique building as opposed to a cookie cutter. One, 100%. And I realize that probably people that don't care as much about architecture probably don't seem to care about that. But for me to go into a temple like the Salt Lake Temple, or, or the Kirtland Temple, or um, I mean, any any of those pioneer era temples, Manti is another just incredible building. And, and you see the craftsmanship and the care that went into the building. And this isn't just temples. I mean, my my favorite building in the in the world is Saint-Chapelle in Paris, France, that it's just this gorgeous chapel with um, with these huge stained glass windows with with hundreds of biblical depictions on the on the windows and just the time and the craftsmanship and the care that went into those it it, it to me it's a a living representation of of the the craftsmen discipleship and their love for god and uh and and it shows in their architecture so for me yes um when i go into a temple with with traditional craftsmanship i i find it much more uh, i i i revere it more mm -hmm. um and, and i i personally feel the spirit more in a, in a building like that i i also feel like when we have these buildings that are all the same that we sort of lose the story of the saints of that particular era and i think that that could even be reflected here in the 21st century right as we're building new buildings like they're 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 almost because we're trying to be efficient because we're trying to be able to do these quickly we lose the heart we lose the soul of some of some of these things in that that people in that area would think something would be more important than something else or would build it in a certain way and it's like nope new york is the same as rome is the same <laughs> as guayaquil ecuador and it just to me that there's something that that feels sort of Un unattached yeah and unfortunately part of the problem is is just society in general uh we've lost a lot of um skilled craftsmen and just because we don't use them anymore and so that mm -hmm. becomes very expensive work and and it becomes more hard to to build traditional buildings unfortunately at least um ones that are that are very ornate i i personally feel like you can build classical traditional temples for the same price as, as the ones that we're doing now, um, just simplified, but using the classical principles of proportion and and um, and symmetry that that kind of governed classical architecture in the past, and I feel like that would really elevate the level of temple architecture and wouldn't necessarily increase the costs. But as far as far as craftsmanship and ornament goes, um, that's it's becoming really hard to do. So I have to know, you mentioned the Taylorsville Temple, which I happen to drive by literally daily. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I want to know what I can look at and go, that's my friend, Ben. He did that. (laughs) Is there something that, is there a feature or a something that I can go, I know who did that. I may not know the rest of the building, but the reason why that thing is there like that, that that's my buddy, Ben. Um, Well, I I don't want to take too much credit because there's, like I said, there's, there's a lot of hands that went into it. And, um, um, but I, I did quite a bit of the uh, kind of development of the detailing on that building because um, I, I I do kind of the modeling in, in Revit for a lot of the, the temple projects that I work on. That's a program, so, I assume. I'm yeah, sorry. Sure. Revit is a, is a drafting program, okay. um, kind of like some people may have heard of AutoCAD. Revit is mm-hmm. similar to AutoCAD, except for it's um, three-dimensional. Um, and so... I take a lot of details that that maybe my my boss will will draft up and I'll just kind of develop them and and make them kind of more real. Mm. And so I, I've touched a lot of parts of that building. Um, I did a lot of the design for for others um, and the interior. I did a lot of work on as well, a lot of the ornament. Um, so when you look at some of the carving details, some of the columns, some of the uh, the corbels, the corbels are kind of the brackets that that hold up the architecture. Um, a lot of that was stuff that I worked on. Are there things, uh, and hopefully you can mention this, may, maybe not, um, but like I know when uh, when I went through the Payson Temple, Payson, Utah, it's mm-hmm. in an apple orchard and there's a lot of like apple and, and those sort of influences. Are there things within the Taylorsville Temple that are going to be native to Taylorsville that we'll see in the ornament? Uh, yeah, um, and you're going to have to forgive me because I'm forgetting the uh specific flowers and stuff that we use this was i i worked on the design of this temple back in 2019 mostly mm-hmm. and i've forgotten a lot because i've just been working on other projects but yeah there there was some local kind of flora and fauna type stuff that we used for the for the ornamentation um yeah i, I don't think and the jordan river do we have the jordan river in the temple <laughs> is there some <laughs> No, I, I don't shop, think we a use shopping Gardner cart and a river. Uh, is there is that depicted anywhere? Uh, I don't like think so. Mickey? Yeah, darn it, <laughs> darn it, darn it. But it's going to be gorgeous. It's yeah. on inside and out. I think the traditional temple is just a gorgeous building. Well, so. and just it, it's breathtaking, and it it seems to me like maybe our own little version of like the DC temple because you come around the beltway and you instantly go, that is a large white, you know, yeah. building of worship. I wonder, oh, that's the temple. Oh, okay. And I wasn't there, but apparently there was a lot of people stopping uh, on the side of the highway to watch them lift the the tower onto the building with the crane the day that happened. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, it's it doesn't become a traffic hazard. Yeah. <laughs> uh shoot okay well uh i i think that i've uh exploited enough out of you to figure out uh where this comes from are there projects i guess one question that i have left before we ask you the three questions we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall is is there a project that you have in the works that people can look forward to something where you're like i'm going to really give myself a challenge of this i'm going <laughs> to do this and this way and and people can look forward to that I mean, I typically do one or two of these kind of projects a year, but um, the big project that I'm working on right now is a book on traditional architecture of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, So you'll notice on my Instagram page, I've done a lot of um, uh, architectural renderings of historic chapels and tabernacles and temples. And uh, I'm going to include that in in my book and research on each building. 
in in the hopes that it could be a good you know coffee table book, but also a, a useful tool for temple architects in the future to use kind of the tradition of the church's buildings in their in their designs with temples. So that's awesome. When, any idea on when that would be out? Um, probably two or three years for the book. So. Yeah, because we keep distracting you with projects like the Kirtland Temple. <laughs> yeah. uh, people can find and follow you on Instagram. We'll leave a link for that in the show notes. There are three questions, Ben, that we ask everyone who steps into the cultural hall. I'll ask those of you right now. The first question is, Is do you have a calling right now, sir? And if so, what is it? Yeah, um, I'm the ward mission leader. If you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that is made up or one that already <laughs> exists, what would you pick? Well, I would love to be the... Uh... The church architect like Truman O. Angel was back in the day, but I don't think that's a calling anymore. I was going to so. ask you, do we still have that today? <laughs> no. No. Obviously, they have they have architects that work for them, um, but it's not a church calling. It, is any. that sort of a, a reverence in your field where when people say, you know, Truman O. Angel and everyone, there's a hush and it's like, oh man, wouldn't that be? <laughs> is, it, is that sort of a, a reverence or respect for that individual or are you like, nah, he just borrowed that from the other people that this that, and the other, you know, that thing? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about others. I, I know a couple of people that that revere Truman Angel, but um, there's probably a lot of architects that don't even know who he is. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, if uh, it can't be the church architect, uh, actually, ward mission leader is probably the one that I would probably choose. So I love missionary work. That's awesome. Did you serve a mission? I did. Yeah. Where did I you went go? to uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Yeah, how's the architecture in Winnipeg? Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's like anywhere else in the United States or Canada, basically. So yeah, there's one or two buildings that you're like, that's that's unique. And the rest you're like, eh. <laughs> it's like the Taylorsville McDonald's. Um, the last question that we ask everyone, uh, we ask you to interpret it however you may, but the question remains: what is your favorite part of your faith? That's a good question. Um, the, I think the restoration. I um, I grew up with a love and a uh, just kind of a, a love and respect for the Book of Mormon, particularly. Um, and uh, because of the Book of Mormon and in kind of getting my own answers to prayers about the Book of Mormon, I I uh, I know that Joseph Smith was a true prophet and and that the uh, the church is led by prophets today. And so I, I think the Book of Mormon has kind of always been my favorite part of of the gospel, just because of what it means to me and my testimony. And so, and I love reading it. So yeah. uh, it, now all jokes aside, uh, if people wanted to get like a, a, a printed version of anything that you do on Instagram, is that available? Has that become a an Etsy side shop gig that you're doing yet? Or or how would one or could one get any of the things that you've done? Uh, I have a, an, a a website planned for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my my wife is actually working on that. She's kind of my my main marketer. Sure. But um, I do sell some work through Desert Book. Um, there's, a, there's a website called Latter-day Homes where you can buy a couple of my uh, pieces. And mm -hmm. they actually just did a calendar for 2023 that you can probably still purchase in the store. Yeah, and so. you may even get a deal on it now that 2023 is starting. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's latterdayhomes.com? Yeah, okay. Latterday Homes. And then if you just go into your local Deseret book, you should be able to find my 2023 calendar 
that has uh, temple drawings in it. So super cool. We hope that this episode has a nourish and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, <laughs> that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you will be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast. We'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really gotta go on the Cultural Hall show.